Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Alright, welcome everybody to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm one of your hosts, Houston Bodley. And I'm another of your hosts, Brian Perry. How you doing, Brian? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> your voice is cracking My a voice little bit My voice cracked a little bit there. Little nervous, I can tell. <laughs> I'm nervous. I mean, this is a big important episode. How do we follow up after Avengers Infinity War 2? I... You go bigger, you go better. You go bigger, better, and that's and why- you don't go home. You would never go home. We've been in the studio ever since we recorded that one. <laughs> we never went home. We never go home here at Silver Screen Redemption. All we do is churn out ideas. Yep. Um, and that's why this week we're talking about book club. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> book club, you know? You know, Diane Lane, Jane Fonda, you know, book club. I don't know, actually- what can you it's, tell me about Book Club? Uh, it's, I just know that it's a great movie. Uh, the Book Club synopsis is four, flen- four friends' lives are turned upside down after reading Fifty Shades of Grey in their book club. Well, that sounds exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, that, that is an adaptation of Fifty Shades of Grey that actually sounds interesting. From the names that you gave me, they sound like older women. They are older women. Like you said, Diane Keaton in there. Yeah, I Jane Fonda, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steenbergen. So it's a bunch of old ladies getting their rocks off to a book, essentially. And they made a movie about it. Well, that's interesting. And it's the best movie, obviously. Obviously. I don't think, with the potential that is there, I don't think I am capable of doing that movie service by making a sequel for it. Well, the sequel is obviously Book Club Darker and then Book Club Freed. And uh, there it is. What kind of book club is this? I mean, it says their lives are turned upside down. So I think they become spies and they... They get held in bondage? Probably. Um, I, d- so I don't know what I want to do with this. If I, I even do, want to do I want to do nothing with it. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that stupid idea, Brian. Yeah, book club. Um, what are you really feeling this week? Uh, there's a lot. Should We're we get... going to... Let's go to our favorite segment, Fandango Unchained. Yes. I mean, honestly, we could just do another Avengers movie because that seems to be all that the internet wants to talk about these days. I mean, this we could just do the sequel to our, our episode last week. Avengers 5. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think this is a... We can cut this if this is too much of a spoiler. But what if every Avengers from now on was just half of the characters being killed every time and, <laughs> until it was down to just one? Until it was just half a character. Yeah. And it's literally down to Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. And it and has... he can't turn it into the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk is killed off. It's just Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, at the end of every movie from now on is just people trying to defeat Thanos, failing, and then him snapping his fingers and half of the universe dying again. I think that should be every movie going forward. Yeah. He's just like, mm, not enough. Snaps again. Half of them are dead. Two things with this. One, that's going to be my studio demand, is that half the characters end up dying at the end of this movie. Okay. Um. My other... I'm glad we didn't do book club then, because I, I didn't want to see those lovely old ladies die. Well, they're kind of old. 
They're old. It would have been natural. Okay. The, the way true. of things. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a gruesome death. Okay. It, I just need 50%. We can even drop it to like 48% if we really need to, yeah. but I mean, 50% I'm sure that, gave or, give or take 5%. I'm sure the numbers in the Avengers were not exact. So. Yeah. So that's my first demand. Second demand is we need to have the song Snap Your Fingers by Lil Wayne in it at some point. Okay. Um, I think it's time for a comeback for that song. Don't call it a comeback. I will. Speaking of which, that is the song that is attached to the Deadpool trailer, which is one of the movies we could talk about. Oh, interesting. Coming out soon. We didn't do anything for the first Deadpool. I don't think we existed we... for the first oh, Deadpool. Oh, maybe we didn't. That was 2016. Oh, it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Deadpool is ripe for, for some Silver Screen Redemption. I feel like it's almost too much in our... In our vein. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like he was a creation of our yeah. own design that just popped out of the page. And yeah, it's like somehow we, went, we went back in time and inspired Jack Kirby or whoever to write Deadpool in the first place. Um, He does make a comment in the movie, or not in the movie, in the trailer, that there won't be a Deadpool 3. Because why would you ruin something that's already peaked? So I feel like if we did do a Deadpool 3, it would have to be... Deadpool trying to stop the making of Deadpool 3. That would be fascinating. A very meta commentary on Hollywood yeah. and these, let me put it this way. When they do it right and you make an extra sequel like we do, it, it's fine. But most most movie studios don't know how to make another sequel. They don't have our touch. They don't have the magic touch. Yeah, the They don't know what touch. the audience wants. We're like Silver King Midas. We just touch the screen and everything turns to silver. And it would also make sense why half the people would die because Deadpool would literally shoot all of them. Yes. Or shove chimichangas I, I, down their throat. I don't think most studio executives in the real world would survive much Deadpool. That's true. Okay, so that's one idea. That's one idea. <laughs> Deadpool 3. Stop the making of Deadpool 3. Yeah. Kind of just writes itself. Yeah. Get Ryan Reynolds. Have I think Ryan Reynolds would have to play Deadpool and have to kill... Ryan Reynolds. Real life Ryan Reynolds in yeah. the movie. Well, not not just in the movie. Ryan Reynolds would have to die <laughs> in real life. You have to suffer for your art, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he he's very committed to the Deadpool role. So, If you want to be the next Oscar winner like Heath Ledger for a comic book movie. It's going to have to be posthumous, <laughs> just like Heath Ledger. <laughs> um, we're not going to go that dark. Nope. <laughs> so maybe we'll come back to it, but we're not going to do that idea. Yeah. What else is in the world of Fandango these Let's days? See. I mean, Solo uh, is probably out by the time this episode goes out, but we haven't seen it. Um, We kind of did a Solo sequel before. We did. We did Duet. Oh, that's right. From our Oscar episode. That's right. Yeah. Okay, Solo sequel's done. <laughs> and I feel like it's going to be the overlooked Star Wars movie. Just yeah, from so. kind of the trends that are going. Well, and I think it's going to be the overlooked Star Wars movie from our podcast as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Oh, man, I'm excited for Incredibles 2, Jurassic World. There's some good stuff coming out. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Another reason I'm not as inclined to do Deadpool right now is we we did just do a, a superhero episode. But, but, this Deadpool. It and he's kind movie. of the antithesis of yeah, comic book heroes. So if you're really feeling kind of annoyed with comic book movies he is the one to take them out what is this tully movie that came out yesterday um all i know is it's charlie's throne who creepily walks up to a door knocks on it and says i'm gonna be your life babysitter 
Oh. Or something to that degree. That's what I took from it. Do you want to read the synopsis that's there? Yeah, it's a mother of three, including a newborn, is gifted a night nanny by her brother. Hesitant to the extravagance at first, Marlo comes to form a unique bond with a thoughtful, surprising, and sometimes challenging young nanny named Tully. She's got, like, stickers all over her face on the poster. She kind of reminds me of her character in Arrested Development. (laughs) Season three? Yeah, that's, like, a little bit the vibe I get. Gotcha. Where you think she's some kind of... Well, I bet it is related to Arrested Development. Yeah. Maybe this is the Arrested Development movie. Yeah, season 3.5. Yeah. Well, have you heard about the season four remix they released? Please tell me they're erasing the season four that does exist. They, They recut it. Really? Yeah. They've like they've like tried salvaging it by recutting it and I think recording new uh narration to tie things together better. Yeah. Cuz a lot of the problem is very disjointed, right? It's like, oh, here's this character's story. Well, it also just for a whole sucks. Episode. It also I yeah, I couldn't make it through the first episode, honestly. Yeah. Me and my roommates were watching through from the very start cuz one of my roommates hadn't seen any Arrested Development. We made it through 3 and we're like, here it is, the new season that none of us have seen. And we, we tried three separate times to try and get through the first episode, and we never did. Um, Arrested Development Season 4 and Community Season 6, those two, anytime I've tried watching an episode, I have to go back to an earlier season and watch <laughs> an episode just to clear my palate. Yeah. Just because I hate it so I'm much. I'm actually watching Community Season 6 right now. I actually enjoy it all right. Really? Uh-huh. I don't like Season 4 as much. I would do Season 4 any day. Were you watching it as it was coming out? Six. Season four? Yeah. This is my theory. No, I binge watched it. I think I think watching season four as it was coming out was the most painful. Okay, I can see that. Um because you like were so aware of Dan Harmon not being a part of it. Yeah. And like being like a big fan, you're like looking up like, oh, is Dan Harmon gonna be in it or not? No, he's not. Oh. And then you're constantly comparing, like, oh, if Dan Harmon were in it, he would be doing this. Well, and then like the episodes, yeah, are noticeably not as good, but if you can keep going, you can latch yeah. onto the good moments that are there and yeah. put you forward. And I think five is fun and six is a disaster. I don't think it's a no disaster. No matter what you say, I'm going to believe All it's right. the worst thing that has ever happened to that community college. Okay. Um, and that's our recap episode on yeah. Arrested Development we, Season 4. We haven't done any, uh, We ha- we've never done a TV show sequel yet, have we? No. Maybe we'll have to do that at some point. What one would we do? I'm kind of curious. Um, I mean, Community is asking for a movie. Yes. Hashtag six seasons in a movie. I mean, I would be fine with doing a Community movie. Yeah. My only criteria is that we do need Donald Glover back. Which I don't think he would do. In real life. But the Silver Screen Redemption we have, has quite a bit of sway. We do. We can throw our weight around. I also... As much as people hate him, I do think he is a very important piece to the function of that group. I do think we need to bring Chevy Chase back. I think so, too, except I do believe his character died. Well, he could be a force ghost. That's true. I think he actually was a force ghost at one point in that show. Yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Okay. What we... he's a hologram, maybe? I don't remember. <laughs> what would we do for a community uh, movie? I don't know what the movie would be. I mean... They, they've they given one sort of hook for it, which is Troy uh, out on the open seas. Yes. Um, taken over by pirates. Have, have and, you noticed this? They're watching the news at one point, And if you look closely at the along the bottom of the screen, there is scrolling text about like a young community college student being hijacked by pirates. Well, I think that's how we get Donald Glover back on the movie. We yeah. tell him we're doing a pirate movie with him. Yeah. While... At some other location, we're filming the other crew, and they are coming to rescue Donald Glover. 
Okay. We just never tell him it's community. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, we do bring Dan Harmon on board. Yeah. He's very hard to work with, but I think he's indispensable. Yeah. Uh, speaking of very hard to work with, how do we incorporate Chevy Chase as a force ghost in this? <laughs> um, I think we also don't tell him it's community. <laughs> and we definitely don't let him know Dan Harmon is involved. We just tell him we're doing Caddyshack 3 yeah. or something like that. Hey, we'd love you to come back for uh, for Hanukkah vacation or <laughs> something like that. Uh, I think it would have to be pacific vacation okay or atlantic vacation that would make sense somalian pirates vacation well and the fact that he is is a hologram is makes it okay for him to be recorded completely separate from the rest of yeah the cast. okay so we found a way to get the cast to work together yeah because basically by not yeah <laughs> what are some of the classic uh i almost said D bits uh community bits that we would include like playing D D? because uh. i feel like that <laughs> was a staple of the show is that they would have a theme episode. This is the law and order yeah. episode. D and D this is the paintball episode. Or would it, instead of doing a whole bunch of bits, would it be one parody of a movie that has come out? Yeah. Like maybe it's a parody of superhero movies since those are hot. Have they really, they haven't really done much superhero. No, they do a loom of time, which I think is a reference to some kind of superhero backstory. Well, and here's the thing. The Russo brothers were the ones who originally directed, and now they've dipped their toes into the whole Marvel universe at this point. Yeah. What if we could... Okay, so we tell Donald Glover that it's Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Yeah. We tell Chevy Chase that it's Caddyshack 3. Yes. Um, Which both of those would be believable that Silver Screen Redemption are are in charge of. Yes. Um, But then what is the movie? That's a good question. We don't want to make the mistake of rest of development and separate them too much. So the rest of the cast does need to be together. Most they of the do time. need to meet up at some point. Yeah. And maybe Donald Glover is a little hesitant about it. Doesn't yeah. like it very much. But as soon as he remembers the great joy of having all his friends back, which is the theme of the movie. Yeah. Then he gets on board. What if it's friends? What <laughs> like if that's the, the TV bit? show friends? What if that's the bit? Is that it's friends? It's making fun of friends. It's or it's a parody friends. of friends. Yeah. Um, but as a movie, because they don't I don't think they ever did a, a an explicit friends reference on the TV show. And it definitely would make more sense as part of the TV show than as a movie. But maybe that's why it works even better. The one thing I'm worrying about is all the characters are completely different. Jeff would probably be like the Joey of the group, maybe the Chandler, but he's not very much like either of them. Right. And like Annie would be the Monica, but still completely different characters. Yeah. They don't fit the typical friends archetypes. Um, and none of them have the Rachel haircut. That's very true. I think friends here's is, what we I do. I think friends is bad. We keep Not the characters general. the way they are, okay. but we give them friends haircuts. Okay. So and Jeff that's gets the Rachel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he grows out his hair. He's got his extra bad boy period, yeah. but he still wants to look stylish. Okay. So what if the movie's this? So part of it is definitely rescuing Troy. Yes. Because they see like, oh, shoot, taken over by pirates. But what if they all have their own little side mission and they sail around the whole world? So they meet up with Shirley and she lives in Louisiana, I think now. And there's a whole thing about her being on like a soap opera now. Yeah. And they crash the soap opera. Yeah. What if it's a soap opera? The whole movie. I don't think I can watch that. Okay. Here's how it works. So- 
a lot of kids movies do this when they go from a TV show to a movie is the movie is actually just three episodes of, yes. of a, you know, it's not actually a movie. It's actually just three episodes of a TV show. Maybe that's what this is, but it's six episodes of a TV show and they're all in different styles. Okay. So like they actually do when they go to Shirley in wherever she is in the South, I think she works for a detective who's trying to solve her husband's murder her, or his, he's trying to solve his wife's murder and she's his, his baker. Okay. Or something. But it's definitely got the soap opera feel. It's got that cheesy crime drama yes. feel to it. All of that. And they have to solve that murder before they can get Shirley to come with them to rescue Troy. Okay. And you want Shirley on board. Of course. Got to get Shirley's baked goods. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not all she's good for, obviously. She's, <laughs> she's also a detective now. She's a businesswoman. Yeah. She knows how to mix it up she'll, in the business world. She'll run all the books and... Handle their finances. Okay. So we have we have Shirley locked down. And with that, I do think Subway needs to be the bad guys in this movie. Oh, definitely. It's Subway Pirates. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. So are we doing this? Should I we? think so. I know you've been like looking back at Fandango every now and again, yeah. but I'm really sold think, on this idea. I think we're doing this. So listener, if you haven't watched any community, go watch definitely seasons one through three. That's all you need, really. We can agree on one through three for sure. You'll be able to pick out some of the details yeah. from other seasons. I think we forget we'll the new characters brought in for and later. Um, the one I could maybe get on board with is the one Brie guy Larson. who's- Brie Larson. Oh, I thought you were going to say Brie Larson. Well, of course she's in it. Am I saying the wrong name? Brie Larson's Annie. No, no, no. That's Allison Brie. Oh, Brie, Brie Larson, Larson is Abed's yeah, girlfriend. just kidding. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. Yes. I would like her to be in the movie. Of course. As Captain Marvel, maybe. Yes. <laughs> That's our suit. Okay, so that's going to be phase two. Yeah. Is a superhero parody. Okay. Um, and that's, and that's where Abed's arc. Abed yeah. has to find Rachel. Rachel, is that her name? Well, and here's the thing. Abed plays an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. in Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, he does. Abed's always been the most meta of the group. Yes. And so I do think he taps into those skills that he developed. Okay. And he's the one who says, hey, we need to get our super group together. Yeah. And obviously they don't have superpowers. But he does convince them, like, hey, we are more than the sum of our parts. We can work with each other to become a group of super friends. I think part of her, his arc does need to be meeting up with Captain Marvel, too. Like, yes. As part of that. And because they have this moment of, like, hey, look what I've done with my life. I've become an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she's like, cool. <laughs> I'm, like, the most powerful super wizard in the whole entire universe. Yeah, exactly. I love how we talked about we weren't going to do an Avengers Infinity War movie. <laughs> but here it comes. and But here it is. Yep. It finds a way to leak into uh, everything. It's not in the MCU, though, I don't think. No. It has this one link to it. This is a one-off movie. It's an Abed reference to the MCU. I think, and to get away with everything in this episode, or in this movie, is it is one of Abed's hallucinations or like Something like that, yeah. Dreams that he has. Um, but it does have stakes, on the group. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of like sort of the central message is this is Abed coping with the absence of Troy. Yeah. And thinking like, oh, this is this grand adventure we could go on to rescue Troy. Um, but when he wakes up, he realizes, no, I just have to move on. Yeah. I have to let him be the Donald Glover pirate that he is. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the, the themes in the later seasons were letting go. But it was kind of forced because people were leaving the show. Yeah. And so we can kind of walk some of that back and be like, but we need to hang on to those people who have left us. 
Yes. That kind of thing. Keep in contact. Yeah. I'm sure he can get a satellite phone that he can call him on. Yeah. Or maybe he does come to that realization, but at the end, post-credit scenes, we see Donald Glover landing on the beaches of California. Yeah. His journey's done. He's ready to return to his good friend Abed. What if they don't meet him out of the What if they don't rescue him? He just gets back by his by himself and they're all gone. And then he has to go rescue them. Yeah. I like that. Cuz like uh how I still have the question lingering. How are we going to get Jeff on this ship? That is a big ask of Jeff. <laughs> That's true. International law? Like maybe he like is allured by the the fact that they can be out in international waters and maybe he can they find some loophole that lets him become a, a legitimate lawyer. A maritime lawyer. Yeah. Harkening back to Arrested Development. Yeah. When Jason Bateman also pretends to be a maritime lawyer. Yes. Except this is legitimate. Yes. This time. This time. Jeff will finally be a legitimate lawyer. I think that has to be his conclusion is becoming a legitimate maritime lawyer. Okay. I like that arc. If we're going to go through all the characters arcs and figure that out, I would like to somehow redeem Britta because I feel like the show oh, has yeah. mishandled her. They've dumbed her down a ton and uh, just, yeah. I, I think we need to find some twist where you found out she was on some medication that was making her loopy the whole time. Yeah. And she learns to get over that, get over her addiction. Right. At the, is that part is that, you're saying that's part of the story or we just do that right from the start and then she gets another art. I think that happens through the story. So okay. you see her become the leader of the group, yeah. kind of like she was at the beginning, the unspoken hero yeah. or unsung hero. And then that's where everyone starts to respect her. They stop with the Brita jokes and she becomes essentially Captain Marvel, but a real person. Okay. Works for me. What does Annie need to learn? I don't know about learn, but a thought I had is she gets very into acting later in the, in the show. Okay. And it's never, I don't think it ever leads anywhere significant. I think it'd be interesting if maybe they need to sail her to Broadway or something. They drop her off in New York. They drop her off in New York. They sail from Colorado to New York to take Annie to Broadway. But the thing about Annie is I feel like she is the one who, if Troy's in danger, she's going to lead the initiative. That's very true. But maybe that's part of it is learning to work with a team better. And so her arc comes with working with Britta and letting Britta take the lead. Oh, on things. okay. Yeah. So it helps both of them in the long run. That's really good. That's a nice balance. We're making like a legitimate movie here. Yeah. I know it's crazy, but it works in the context of community. Okay. Um, Pierce then. I think Pierce is not much more than a cameo, I think. I think he does come on at one point and say, hey, everyone, I'm sorry I'm kind of a dick. Yeah. And then he just goes on doing his maybe thing. Maybe he's part of, maybe he's working for Subway as yes. a hologram. Yes. But he sabotages them in the end. Yeah. Like classic Pierce. Yeah. He's always double playing everyone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But okay, I, so I do want him to turn to the camera quite a bit. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, I can't tell you enough how much I hate myself for what I've done to all of you. <laughs> so the, the, the general structure is... They, the group finds out Troy is in trouble. They go to rescue him. They sort of spend some time getting the band back together and then going to find him. In the meantime, Troy is fine. He gets out himself, comes back to maybe warn them to say like, hey, like, don't go sailing around the world because you'll be attacked by subway pirates. Yes. 
but too late they've already left and they're attacked by subway pirates. So he has to face his own fears of subway pirates. Yeah. And that's Donald Glover's arc. Yeah. Is subway pirates. Um is he is he a superhero? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely is cuz this is Abed's imagination. Yeah. But I don't think it's revealed until the third act. Yeah, not till the very end. Um I do think he is kind of like this bard situation where he raps people to death. Oh yeah. That's very good. Some rap battle. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's not Troy anymore. I'm Childish Gambino. Yeah. He's very adamant about it. Yeah. I don't like looking back, which he has actually said. Yes. He's very big on that. Um, How do we get Dean Pelton into this movie? Uh, Just if Jeff is going, Dean will go. <laughs> he definitely has like a skimpy pirate lady outfit that oh, he's wearing. Definitely. Yeah. I think they accidentally leave accidentally, and I'm doing air quotes for the listener, accidentally leave him at Subway, the oh, sovereign like, nation of Subway that is now an island oh, and infested like a, with pirates. Yeah, like Subway-tania or something. How about this? Subway buys Johnny Depp's island. Okay. Because Johnny Depp's just not making it anymore. He doesn't yeah. have enough money to afford it. But Subway, to start their plan to take over the world, needs a base of operations that's kind of off the grid. So they buy Johnny Depp Island, and that is where the Somali, the subway pirates are from. Okay. That seems very on brand for community. Yes. Um, what if, so So the human form of subway, I think we bring him back as the, the head of the pirates, the pirate king. Yes. The subway pirate king. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So we've got the outline of this. I think we should go to our studio demands to kind of figure out where we're going with this now. Okay. Should we do a commercial break before that? Why not? All right. Uh, we have a new segment, our hot, our sweet and spicy segments. Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. That makes more sense. Uh, sweet and sour segments. Um, and this one is a sponsored sweet and sour segment uh, from our friends at Edward the App. Which I am a big fan of. Yeah. Um, and not just because it's your secret first name. No, that's explicitly why. Yeah. That's the only oh, reason. Okay. Um, if don't... it was Jacob the App, I would leave the booth right now. One thing I realized as I was looking into this app, Edward, get it? Word? Word. And you know why that's clever? It's because Edward the App, colon, write your first novel. That's their whole thing. But it's Edward. It is spelled Edward, but it's pronounced Edward. And I think he just did. I think Edward with an O looks kind of weird. They should have got into the sidekick business. Yeah. This is my ward. Oh, Robin. Ed. Ed. My ward yeah. Ed. My ward Ed. Okay. Maybe Kay. So, so I had sort of an idea for this. Is like, let's get in and actually like use this app and sort of show people what we can do with it. And I think it is the story of Ed the Ward. Ed the Ward. He, so, is this a mini movie that we're making, or are we going to use the app in reference to the movie we are working on right now? That's a good question. Um, or is Ed the Ward a new character in Community the movie? I think that's what it is. Okay, Ed the Ward, the app. And this will help us kind of explain his background story that's going on. Yes. How he gets introduced into the movie. Uh, but let me tell you, like, why this why this app is what you need to write your first novel. And then we will develop more of the character of Ed the Ward. Tell me, Brian. Convince me. Why should I use another brand that has my name on it? So when you, when you start writing a, writing a novel, especially your first novel, you got, you got nothing. Like, you're a dummy. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, have you written a novel? No. Yeah, exactly. And so if you haven't written a novel, 
and you think, I'm going to write a novel. You sit down and you open Microsoft Word. And before you start like Googling stuff to see if there's other options, there is absolutely no book called Writing a Novel for Dummies. Don't even look at it. Yeah. Well, it's a dummy if, book. Even if it were, it, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't help you like write your own ideas. That's what's cool about Edward. It actually gives you prompts and questions and like makes you think about what you want to write. So you're not just staring at an empty, empty uh, Microsoft Word document with the blinking cursor, you know, because that's just not helpful. It's just a blank slate. So Edward the app has like these cool prompts and like writing exercises and uh, it like is a very good way of organizing things. Um it also has tools like a built-in dictionary and thesaurus, so you don't have to like switch tabs and go do some other research. Like you can do it like every it all right in there. So it's basically Microsoft Word 3.0, 3.4.0, probably 4.0. or 9.0, four times better. Yeah, because it it organizes stuff. It lets you it like helps you actually think about what you're writing. I like this. Um, it gets you started. It's got like templates. And uh, basically overcomes the two major problems, which are writer's block and organization. This would solve basically every Stephen King novel, I feel like. Because I feel like that's the premise of every Stephen King movie, is that there's a writer who's going crazy because <laughs> he has writer's block, and then he kills his wife and kids. Is and Secret everything. Window a Stephen King? Yep. I didn't know that. And so is The Shining. Huh. And so is 1408. And so is Misery. And they're all about writers that have crazy things happen to them. Huh. So we've solved Stephen King's problems in life. You're welcome, Stephen King. So if, listener, you are Stephen King or any other aspiring writer and you want to be the next Stephen King, Edward the App can help you out. Just go to edwardtheapp.com. It's completely free um, to get started. There's like a premium version that lets you get some of the higher tier uh, exercises and has uh, some extra security around it. But it's honestly, how much is it? It's very cheap. It's like a couple bucks a month. $2.46 per month. It's a crazy number. I can't even get a cheesy gordita crunch for that price. Exactly. And there's no tax added to this either, as far as I can tell. Okay, Brian, you've sold me. Here's there's my no, money. There's no reason. No, Give don't, me Edward. No, don't pay, don't pay me. Pay, go to edwardtheapp.com okay. and uh, check it out. Can we go ahead and use this a little bit? Demonstrate. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let me get into one of these uh, cool workshop things. Okay, so you go to workshop. Um, let's do novel quick start. Write the title of your novel. Like, that's like a really basic first place to start. Title of your novel Ed is, the Ward. is Ed the Ward. Write a tagline. What's the tagline for Ed the Ward? He might be on the side, but he's got a kick. Okay. What about just a side with a kick? Okay. And he's, he's not just a ward in the sense of like... Because like a ward is like a, a young child raised by... An eccentric billionaire, I think, is the definition. I like the idea of a ward as someone who wards off danger. They are okay. a protector. That's good. I think he is their uh, guardian angel who looks over them while they are trying to rescue Troy from the subway pirates. Okay. That's how we work him into our movie. That works. And spoiler alert, you find out he is magnitude. So Magnus Ed the Ward turns out to be magnitude. Pop, pop. Pop, pop. And I think he's just uh, he's just out on his own ship. Um, just protecting people. The popper. Maybe he's joined the Coast Guard, but they didn't let him go by his nickname, Magnitude. He went by his real name, Ed. Ed the Ward. Yeah. So for legal purposes. Yeah. Um. So. But his last name is Pop Pop. Like I do that need sense. that. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. Okay. Um. And so uh, we'll dig into more of that in the next few weeks. Also, can I just say I think he gets into snaps. Like I think his new name is Snap Snap. 
And that's where we get the Lil Wayne song coming in. Okay. We already worked that in. Good. Yeah. I'm kind of dreading the other studio demand that I made, but we'll get to that later. What was your other studio demand? Half the people die. That's right. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. What have we done? <laughs> um, let's get back into it, though. Thank you, Edward the App. Uh, go check out edwardtheapp.com. Cool. As we get back into this, should we get our studio demand? Yeah. And we will continue to demonstrate a few different options that are involved with Edward the App over the next couple episodes. And you, too, will fall in love with it. Yeah. But hopefully before then, you're already on using the site and everything. You should be on it right now. Yeah. You're already on it. I know you are. So, Studio Demand, let's spin that wheel. Okay. Uh, this Studio Demand uh, comes to us from Christopher Brown, and uh, he's got some bad news for us. We can't get Joel McHale. <laughs> Does it literally say that? No, no. It, it is. It says uh, the main actor is unavailable. Worry not, though. I just got off the phone with Mick Jagger, and he's plum excited to carry the torch. So Mick Jagger is now playing the role of Jeff Winger. This ruins everything. It does a little bit, doesn't it? Sometimes no. the studio doesn't know best. Studio. I, I'm Okay. <laughs> we'll make the director's cut that you can also get yeah. with this, and that does have Joel McHale. Yeah. But to... Uh, hey, Joel, uh, we need you to come... Be in this movie that we're only going to release to a few people. It's only going to be available on Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. We want you to come be in the special features of our DVD. <laughs> no, but we do need to get our financial booking behind us. Yeah. Um. So we do need to get Mick Jagger on board with Mick this. Mick Jagger. Um, he's played a pirate before. Sure. I will take your word on that. <laughs> no, who am I thinking of? He seems like a pirate type. Who's the guy that plays Jack Sparrow's dad? That's Keith Richards. That's Keith Richards. They're all the same to me. They are the same band. And uh, so I do think that's our leeway into... That's how our... we talk to Mick Jagger and say, hey, remember when Keith did his pirate role? Maybe he's a pirate. No, he's not a pirate. I think Rolling Stone should be a pirate ship mentioned in this sh okay. in this movie. That works. But, uh, but he's not a pirate. He's Jeff. He is Jeff. He's playing Jeff. But I do think in order to become a maritime lawyer, he does become a pirate. Oh, there it is. Aboard... So he joined Subway for a while. He does join Subway. Yeah. Embracing the villain that we all assume Jeff would become. Yeah. And I, I think this is actually pretty natural for him because it's like, oh, Britta's like going to be in charge of this whole thing. I'm out. Yeah. I, I care more about my lawyer thing. So I'm out. I'm going to go be a pirate for a while. He simply digressed to where he started the series at. Yes. Full circle. And that's the point of every story is to go back to where they came from. Developmentally speaking. So let's work this into the plot. Because obviously he has to start the journey with them. Yes. And then he needs something to entice him to join Subway. And maybe that is Subway will allow him to be their legal consultant. Okay. So he's he's a lawyer for pirates. Yes. Which is very, very Jeff. Yes. Specifically the Subway pirates. Yeah. Maybe we'll have like Jack Sparrow and Keith Richards in the background doing their own adventure yeah. as like a little tie-in as like, hey, in case you didn't pick up on this, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, I mean, they're Keith, buddies. Yeah, I mean, y you can't get Mick and Keith separated. Yeah. Mick Jagger, if you look closely, he was in the background of Pirates. Yeah. Um, you just didn't see him. They're always he was wearing together. pirate attire. They're always together. Always. Just like Glenn Close was a pirate and you didn't know it in Hook. I didn't know that. She was in it. Uh, did you know George Lucas and Carrie Fisher were also in Hook? Were they really? They were the couple that were kissing on the bridge at the end scene when Tinkerbell flies by and they really? float off into the air. 
Interesting. It's kind of gross, actually. It's pretty weird, and I didn't know that. Yeah, I've ruined your childhood now. A little bit. Um, but but uh, you know the, the pirate that's put in the boo box? Yeah. That's Glenn Close. Good to know. Yeah. That, like, he, she has a beard and everything? That's that's her. Um, anyway, ha- getting back to the story. I do think all these people make cameos as pirates, yeah. including George Lucas <laughs> and Carrie Fit. Oh. Oh. Sorry. I'm sad. <laughs> Everyone else makes a cameo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he leaves them in the middle of the ocean to join Subway's ship. And they sail off, and there's a dead wind, but Subway has an engine to propel their ship They've forward. They've got ovens. Yes. So we have Britta and Annie. Captain Britta. Captain Britta. Uh, I think the title's disputed, because I do think Annie thinks she's captain. Yeah, okay. But they become co-captains in but, the end. Okay, that works. And Britta and Shirley and Abed are left stranded on this ship. Uh, I think Ghost Pierce, when Jeff goes over, that's when Pierce decides, you know what? Screw this. I don't like Jeff. I'm going to join these guys. Oh, And okay. he gives them the intel of what to do to combat the subway pirates. And it leads them to this venture where they're hijacking subway ships. They're infiltrating their bases on Subway Island. But Previously ulti- Johnny Depp Island. Previously Johnny Depp but Island. But now Subway Island, okay. And you do see a cameo of Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow in the background waving goodbye to his island as he sails off. Exactly. But he's not dressed as a pirate. It's just Johnny Depp. It's just Johnny Depp in a scarf. Because we've or already free. established in our canon that th- those actors are... they. Those movies were actually just about actors who were hypnotized. Yes. If you haven't seen that episode, <laughs> go check out Pirates of the Caribbean 6, The Sunscreen Subpoena. Everything is going smoothly, but then when they get to the prison where they think Troy is at, he's not there. Yeah. Turns out it was a surprise. They are trapped. They are trapped. And they don't know what to do. They've lost hope. And I think Pierce set this trap. Pierce originally did. Originally, yeah. He, he gave the idea, but he thought everyone was ignoring him. Yeah. So they're trapped. But during this is when Jeff comes to his senses and he rescues them from the prison. They escape the prison. They are sailing off into the ocean. They have to fight off everyone in an epic pirate superhero yes. soap opera battle. But it seems like they they have to win in a really dumb way. Oh, of course. Because it's community. They do have paintballs. Oh, it's, it's paintball. Yes. Of course it's paintball. <laughs> Before we get too far And from... the subway people think they are dead when they get shot by a paintball. Because they're very dumb. Yes. Um, actually, that's kind of a whole thing with their paintball is they do treat it very seriously. Yes. Before we get too far from Pierce's hologram, I do need to remind that he thinks he's in Caddyshack. <laughs> so I'm thinking of some of the lines. Maybe he needs to say stuff like, we need to trap those gophers. Because there's a gopher in Caddyshack, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But, but, oh, it's actually building a trap to trap the... The gang. I think by the time this movie comes out, gopher is like a racist term for subway people. People who work at subway. Oh, I thought he was trapping the gang. Or them. Either way. Okay. That's a racial slur for community college students. Yeah, exactly. They're gophers now. <laughs> You're welcome, world. We just introduced more racism. Oh, dear. Um, Or classism. Anyway, I, I did just want to like reinforce the idea that he does no, think No, you're totally right. He does think he's making Caddyshack 3. And he is in his golf attire. He's got a golf bag, uh-huh. got his clubs, <laughs> got his cool little hat. Yeah. All that is there. Um, but his bag says Eat Fresh on it. Yes. Because it is sponsored by... And that leads us right into Happy Gilmore, who is also a golfer, also sponsored by Subway. 
Oh yeah, and Adam Sandler makes a cameo in this. Oh my gosh! So so uh, there's Chevy... so many things in this movie that are just so yes. secretly intertwined and work perfectly. So Chevy Chase just thinks, oh, they're doing a fun Happy Gilmore reference in Caddyshack Three. Yes, but they're not because nope. it's Community the movie. Exactly. Who who has not been resolved? We've kind of done. How does Dean's thing resolve? We got we we figured out how to get him on the boat. But how what is how does where where does he end up? Maybe he dies. Oh no. We do have our studio demand to deal with. Yes. Uh, well, I think at the time when they're all free, won the battle, they've saved the day, they remember, wait, what did we do with Dean Pelton? He comes up, slashes half of them in the belly with his sword and says, you guys have been treating me like crap this whole time. I'm sick of it. I am the Dean of this ship. And they're like, no, it's a captain. No, it's a dean now. So or a cap dean. So, so the co-captains Annie and Britta, they're dead. Yes, and Mick Jagger because because it's Mick de- Jagger. The dean is no longer attracted to him. Yeah, because he's Mick Jagger now. That's why he's angry. Yeah, but that's when Abed wakes up and realizes, oh, it's just a dream. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so they all we still met the requirement of half of them dying, but it is a dream. Yes. So we can still make the sequel. Because I don't want to kill the community people. No. They've done too much for me. I, I think that is the moment when we find out it's a dream, though. Yes. Like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. There's people dying now. Yes. And not just uh, not just starburns. Also, the time you realize it's a dream is the moment where they accidentally do it in clay animation, like the Christmas episode. Yeah. That you think it's just a CGI problem that they have at one point, but yeah. no, it's supposed to be a subliminal message that it is. It like kind of flickers. A dream. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of like a fight club scene where they just like throw in random images real quick to. Yeah. I think we also um, need to hit some of the more, more of the high points from the show. So we, they need to be playing D&D. Yes. On the ship. Well, as they're, you know, it takes a long time to get across the ocean. They go beyond D&D. They are LARPing now. At this yes. Point. Okay. That's the natural, the natural sequence from there. I don't think it's a dream of Abed. I think it's a movie of Abed. I think this is Abed's motion picture debut. I think that's all we really need. That's really it. Um, I think because some of my favorite episodes are the ones where Abed is is directing them, and it's like you're seeing yeah. what is actually being recorded. Yeah. Um. So it's gonna have that feel, and you're gonna know that, but you're not gonna understand fully why until the end when you realize it's Abed learning to embrace moving on but i think this is the movie that makes it big yeah and abed is actually a legitimate like hollywood director now i think in addition to the russo brothers directing i think danny pudi is also co-directing okay it's the russo brothers and the honorary russo brother yeah danny pudi russo yeah we did it we did i, I think that's it we did a good community if, if that were the community movie i would be happy with that. i would be happy too yeah this um, is one of our episodes where like yeah there's some stupid humor in it but I'm actually proud of this one. This one, yeah, this is a, this could be a movie for sure. Yes. What did we do with Troy? I forgot. He cut this if we day? did something. Yeah, he does. What is what is? How does he save the day? He has superheroes, superpowers now. Yeah, and he beats up Subway. And, and I think that's with part Jimmy of, Johns. That's part of the illusion falling apart of like, oh, this is real. Yeah. Into this is a movie, and I think it happens really fast. Troy shows up on a boat, but then flies off of the boat, and like. Starts shooting people with his laser eyes, and you're like, okay. Also, when Brie Larson's there as Captain Marvel. Yes, also that. Because that also does the thing. Yeah. Because I think Abed is joking about being an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But Brie Larson is serious about being Captain Marvel. Yeah. So she has superpower. I think I think she and Troy come in at the last second. Yeah. And so Abed, is, Abed goes to see 
Allison Brie, or not Allison Brie, Brie Larson. And you see her in her normal state and they talk and they resolve things. And he's like, I'm going to save Troy. She's like, I'll be there for you. Yeah. And then they leave her behind and you're like, really? They left her behind. They did such a bad job of handling her in the TV show. But then she comes back as a superhero. And I think that ties into the whole fact that this is Abed's movie that he's creating. Yeah. Of course, it'd be Troy and Brie Larson who saved it. Of course. Yes. That's very, very appropriate. So I think we we end this. Okay. This is a good movie. Uh, and the and the, the soundtrack is rap. All of it. It's Childish Gambino and Lil Wayne. Featuring Mick Jagger. Feet, <laughs> feet Mick Jagger. Uh, uh, but it, it's not, he's, he doesn't know that they're using his audio for rap. They're just sampling some of his mumbling. Yeah. And putting it in the background. Oh, and he does, he is part of the dance video, the music video. Of course. Dancing. Because yes, no one yes. has the moves like Jagger. No. Yeah. Is Jagger known for dancing? Is that what that song is about? He's known for dancing like someone who's on cocaine. Works for me. And that's the exciting conclusion of Community the Movie. Hashtag 16 then a movie. This one's the movie. During the credits, you get to see Mick Jagger dancing. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted from Community. Yeah. And he's got moves like Jagger. All right. We did it. Uh, let's. Do you want to go ahead and tell the people where I they do. can find us? I absolutely do. Uh, we're on Facebook, the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen is one word as always. Uh, we're on Twitter at Screen Redeem. Uh, our website, you can find everything at silverscreenpod.com. Uh, we'll keep that up to date with uh, new episodes and uh, merch and uh, all that. So check us out there. Uh, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. similarities to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental.